0: What's up, party people? Welcome to Romancing Nancy Drew. I'm your host, Indy Nickerson, which stands for Nancy Drew Nickerson. You can find me at that handle on Twitter and you can also find me at Romancing Nancy on Twitter if you would so prefer. We are in season five. This is episode five point two God Bless America because someone else's arms is going to just take over your lives. Subtitle Frank Hardy is a complete fucking idiot. I hate him. um well, for this this specifically definitely another story he's just a complete idiot for this one mm, yeah you're edging over into like serial killer territory frank you need to know that we're picking up here with um the spring break trip where nancy had decided that she was maybe gonna bang Ned, and then was like but due to the rape that i apparently experienced i am not down for that so she and ned have still decided that they are going to go on their trip Um, but they're going to the Bahamas, and when they're flying, they actually have a layover in Miami, which Nancy does not feel great about, and, um, she's talking to Ned, and he's like, so, you know, how have you been? Have, have things been okay? And she admits to him that she basically can't sleep when he's not with her, because she went back home for, like, two weeks after she stayed in Emerson with him for a few days. Um, he told his fraternity brothers that she was afraid she had the flu, and that's why she wasn't in his room, because apparently they had been spending so much time together that it was unusual that she was not in his room with him, you know, for reasons, so. So, yeah, um, they have a good flight. They actually fall asleep on each other on the way there, because Ned has been studying for midterms, and is completely wiped out, and Nancy, of course, has not been sleeping due to the rape, so there's that. They get to the Bahamas, they check into the hotel, and there's a picture. Of Bahama Mama right there at check-in. Because that is how hospitable Bahamas is. And they're like, oh, you are welcome to it. It is completely free. And Nancy was like, uh, uh. "Now they have two pitchers. One is non-alcoholic and one is alcoholic. And Nancy's like, uh, I'll, I'll take the non-alcoholic. Because Nancy's not a all about drinking at this point. So Ned pours her some and she looks at it and she cannot drink it. Because it's way too much like PJ. Like... The color and everything. And so Ned's like, oh, are you still feeling a little sick from your flight? And Nancy's like, oh, thank you, because he's basically covering for her. Because, of course, the person at the check-in desk is like, are, are you okay? Is there something wrong with it? And Nancy's like, oh, I, uh, no, it's fine. So Nancy's like, oh, what do you want to do? Like, you know, we've just gotten here. And Ned's like, are you going to think that I'm the worst if I say that I just want to sleep for 12 hours? <laughs> And Nancy's like, not at all. That sounds perfect because now she can sleep. So they take another room. Uh, They talk to the clerk who is like, yes, there's restaurants nearby that would be great for you to go to. And so he's like, I'll set up a reservation for you for later on in the week. And they go to a conch shack down the beach and have conch fritters. And they take a really long nap together. And it's just really nice. It's just nice to just relax for a little bit the thing about Nancy Drew in all the books is that if she goes on vacation, like, she is constantly out doing shit. Like, there is never a vacation where she's like, what if I just lounge and do some crossword puzzles? That is, She's not about that life. So, because she got to find clues, y'all. So, she talks to Ned, and they decide that they're gonna go hiking, and they're gonna go snorkeling, and just explore, and do all sorts of fun stuff just to fill the day's because originally, Nancy had been like, I mean, I thought we'd kind of be having drunk sex. Not so much now. That's, that's just not high on my priorities list now. So, they do talk, though, and Nancy Nancy's told Ned everything that she can basically remember about that night, basically. Um, he did ask her if she was roofied, if she suspects that she was roofied, and she says, no, I came out of a cooler, like if if I were Reefy then like, the entire party was, so I don't think that it was like that, so it was just standard garden variety, getting drunk off your ass and forgetting everything that happened, you know, the usual, so she also hasn't heard from Frank in the time since, she's been constantly nervous that she is going to hear from Frank, she actually, um, pretty much as soon as she gets back home after she sees Ned and tells him everything that happened, she blocks Frank's number, um, <laughs> she does not want him to contact her at all, period, whatsoever. Like, she's not interested in that. So, she hasn't heard from him, but again, she kind of put things in place to make sure that she doesn't hear from him. So, so she and Ned are talking, and Nancy has heard that Ned is probably going to be the president of the fraternity next year, and she's kind of curious about that, and she talks to Ned about the fact that she's applied, she hasn't heard back yet, but he's like, "Of course you're of course they're going to let you in. Oh my god, like you've solved so many cases for the administration at Emerson, they would they would do anything to have you there. Like, oh my god, yes. You're you're going to be there. It's going to be great. We're going to spend so much time together." And she was like, "But you're going to be president of your fraternity." And that's like, "It's fine. Like, i'm gonna be also training the person who will take my place next year because that's what what I'm doing this year is I'm training with the guy who's currently president. you know it's fine it's it's gonna be great it's gonna be absolutely great so they have a really nice time in that like even though Nancy did feel that maybe she and Ned were gonna you know maybe take some physical steps together because they really haven't. She's been really nervous about things. Um, He's very willing to go along with whatever she's willing to do. So if she wants to sleep in the same bed with him, he's fine with that. If she wants to maybe, you know, start fooling around some, he is 100% here for that. So yeah. The next day they go to the beach together and they hang out and she makes some comment about her toenail polish because she's, And she tells him this, and this is stated in the text, that, like, she has not wanted to wear anything that's very tight or revealing. Like, she's basically wanted to wear, like, big baggy shirts ever since it happened. Like, she doesn't want anybody looking at her. She doesn't want anybody thinking about her that way. So wearing a swimsuit, like, with a big old voluminous cover-up is what she's doing. But she's like, yeah, I I haven't painted my toenails. I haven't really done anything like that. And that's like, oh, well, your toenails are perfect. And she's like, oh, thank you. Like <laughs> everything that you can imagine, basically. Where it's like, what would be the correct thing for him to say here? He's almost always gonna do that. So, so they have a good day. They go to the they go to a drugstore so she can get like you know some snacks and some bottled water and stuff and everything. Um, and then they get back to the room, and Ned's like, I thought that maybe we could do something. And Nancy's like, oh. And while they were at the store, he actually picked out some polish, some fingernail polish. And he was like, do you want me to paint your toes? And she's like, that would be really sweet of you. And he's like, I've never done this before. So she's like, I'm sure it'll be great. So he paints her toenails for her. And while he's doing that, while she's watching him do that, she's struck by like, he's going to be such a good father. Like she can, she can picture it very easily. Like he's so patient and he's so loving and she's just like and this is this is fucking everything up. Like she has an awareness in the back of her head about how this is gonna go and it's really devastating because she's like I have this really bad feeling and it's going to ruin all of this. So but she doesn't tell that about it. So yeah, they have fun together, they go snorkeling, they um they just, they just have a really good spring break. Um, one night during the trip, she tells him that she's okay with them, like, going back to fooling around maybe a little bit more than they have been recently, like, kind of going back to what their base level was, and then when she's like, I'm sorry, I have to slow down, he immediately stops. Like, he's like, I don't ever want to do anything that makes you uncomfortable. I don't ever want to upset you. He also tells Nancy that he will beat the shit out of Frank Cardi. All She has to do is say the word. Like, he says like, I've lost all respect for him. Like before I felt kind of sorry for him because he clearly was carrying a torch for you. But now I'm like, no, he can just fucking roast in hell. So yeah. And also Ned's the only person who knows what happened. He actually says like, your father doesn't know. And she's like, no, I haven't. You're the only person who knows. She's like, you're my best friend. Like it's you and Bess and George. You're my best friends. They don't know yet. Like she knows that she will probably eventually tell them, but she also feels really ashamed of it. And she even tells Ned that. She's like, I'm, I'm just so shocked that you're not treating me differently. And he's like, why the hell would I treat you differently? Like, you didn't choose this. You didn't do this. This wasn't your fault. And she tells him, she's like, I, I wish that I could go back to the way things were. And he's like, hey, like, y- you just need some time. It's going to be okay. He doesn't treat her any differently, which is amazing to her. So... She knows that her period is supposed to start on the... Not the last day they're going to be there, but the day before that. So she's waiting the whole day for it to come, and it doesn't. Every, like, twinge, she's like, oh, maybe it's now. And it isn't. And so the next day, like, she's just waiting for it to happen. And, like, everything is so great with Ned. And she goes out to dinner with him. They have a really nice dinner at a, a nice expensive restaurant. Um, there's one point earlier in that chapter where Ned's like, I was thinking about ordering a beer, and she's like, um, he says, but only if you're okay with it. And she's like, I, I don't think that it would be okay. Like, she's afraid of what would happen to her if she smelled alcohol in his breath. So, um, the last night they are there, though, she's like, yeah, you can, you can go ahead and have a beer, because she realizes that while she's nervous about a lot of things, like, she's not nervous about Ned, like, he doesn't do that to her. She trusts him. There are so many times when he could have taken advantage of her. There's so many times when he could have overpowered her or ignored whatever she wanted. And he has never done that. So, so the last night they're there, she's like, "Yeah, you can have a beer. It's fine. Um, they go out to the beach, they go to a place where there's dancing and loud music and everything, but it's really crowded. And she's like, uh, I think maybe if we just stay out here for a little bit, so they sit nearby, and the stars are out, and there's a booze cruise that's sailing by out on the horizon. And she looks at it, and she's separate from all of it. Um, she hadn't really anticipated that. Like, she had thought that she was going to be joining in on all the, the spring break stuff that all the stupid American tourists are doing. And it's just not, she hasn't gotten to that point yet, and she's afraid that she won't. And she's also afraid of what it means that her period hasn't come yet. So she tells Ned, she's like, I should have started my period yesterday and I didn't. And Ned's like, oh. And Nancy's like, yeah. And she tells him that she tried to take the morning after pill, but basically threw it back up. And she doesn't know what she's going to do. And he's like, it's, it's going to be okay. Whatever happens, it's going to be okay. He's like, maybe your period's just late maybe it just hasn't happened yet, she's like, well, I am really anxious about it, he's like, then maybe if you're really anxious, you just need to relax, and it'll happen, and she's like, well, what if it doesn't, so when, because she's seemed preoccupied, and he's like, "Ah, uh, okay, that's why, okay, so they go back to their room, and she's just, she's upset, and he doesn't really, he, he does everything he can to comfort her, but it doesn't really work, so they go to sleep together and for the first time the story shifts to Ned's perspective so he wakes up in bed and he's alone and he goes out on the balcony and he sees that Nancy's out there and she's clearly been crying and he just sits down next to her and he's like do you mind if we talk about this? and she's like I, I, guess, I guess we should and he says okay um, whatever happens I'm with you and she's like, are, are you going to tell me that you want me to take care of this? And he says, if you decide that that's what you want to do, then I'll go with you and I'll hold your hand and we'll go get ice cream after and and I'll be there for you. And she's like, and if I decide that I want to give it up for adoption? And he's like, then, that's, then I'll be there to help you through that. And she's like, you're not going to be mad at me. You're not going to, every time you look at me, you're not going to think like, oh, she's carrying somebody else's baby. And he's like no, this is your choice, this is, this isn't me, this is your choice, and she says, and what if I decide to keep the baby, and he says, then keep the baby, and when you have the baby, then I will put my name on the birth certificate, and I, I would ask, I would ask you if that's okay with you, if I put my name on the certificate, and if I say that I'm that child's father, and she's like, even though, like, we haven't had sex, and everybody would think that you knocked me up when, you know, everybody, like, and also you would know that that child was not biologically yours. And he'd be like, I wouldn't care. He says, I would love that baby no matter what, because that baby would be part of you. But it's whatever you decide. It's like, I'm not going to make this decision. I'm, I'm not going to tell you what to do. And she was like, I was really afraid that you were going to tell me that you wanted me to have an abortion. And he's like, I'm not going to tell you what to do. You do whatever you want to do, and I'm going to be there for you through it. And then he's like, I would say, though, like, if you... Are you thinking about if you are pregnant to, like, carry it? And she's like, I've been thinking about it, but I just wanted to consider all my options. And he says, the one thing I would ask is that you... Are you thinking about telling Frank? And she's like, oh, my God, no, no. Like, that had not even entered her head. And he was like, because... I have this bad feeling that he would, like, take this as a sign and say that you two needed to get married, and I don't want any part of that to happen, and Nancy's like, no, no, I, w- I wouldn't tell him, and that's like, okay, because, I mean, technically, if we're married at the time that you have a baby, like, I'm legally the father, and Nancy's like, you would do that, and that's like, yeah, I, <laughs> you know that I want to be with you, you know that I I want to be with you for the rest of my life. So if you want to get, if you do find out that you're pregnant and you decide that you want to get married before you have the baby, then that's fine with me. If you decide you want to get married after, that's fine with me. And she was like, again, like everybody would think that we were getting married because I got pregnant. And he's like, I don't care what anybody else thinks. I care what you think. I'll get through the awkward conversations with our parents. I don't care. But I have zero intention of this getting back to Frank. So that's the one thing that I would ask. I don't care if everybody assumes that we've had sex. And she was like, "But Emerson, like, how how can this work out?" And he's like, "We'll figure it out." They have family housing on campus. She's like, "But you are gonna be president of the fraternity." He's like, "We will work it out. Like, that's not a deal breaker. Oh my god, that's not a deal breaker." And she's like, "Classes?" And he says, "We'll figure that out. Seriously, it's it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine." And she's just completely floored because she seriously thought that he would just, like, treat any pregnancy as, like, this reminder of her rape. And he's like, you do what you need to do about this. I said, I'm not going to blame you if you decide you need to have an abortion. I'm not going to do anything about it. It's up to you. I'll be there with you through it. That's all I ask is for you to let me be there. And she says, I know that you're saying all this now, but, you know, we're pretty emotional tonight, so I just want you to sleep on it and let me know how you feel about it. And he says, okay. So the next morning when they're about to leave, he says, I've slept on it and I've thought about it and nothing that I've said has changed. So I just, whatever you decide to do, if it does turn out that you're pregnant, he was like, and we don't know that you are. But if you are, like, whatever you decide to do. So, that's how that chapter ends. The next chapter picks up with them returning home and Edith inviting Nancy over for dinner because, of course, Nancy is her future daughter-in-law and uh, Nancy going home to find that a dozen beautiful red roses have arrived for her. And Hannah's like, yeah, they came special delivery. And Frank can deliver them. And Nancy immediately freezes and turns white and drops her luggage and is like, Frank brought me flowers. And Hannah's like, yeah, um, I told him where you were. I told him that you and Ned had taken a trip and I confirmed that he had the right number for you. But um, I guess he just decided that he wanted to bring these by. And so Nancy, of course, is like, it was too easy. Of course, he's not going to walk away from this this easily. So of course, Nancy's like, okay, I cannot fucking have these flowers in the house. So she looks at Hannah and she's like, cool, that's awesome. Um, let me just deal with this while you're making dinner. And she picks up the flowers and takes them to the senior center in town, which I have a feeling she probably haunts on the weekends when she doesn't have a mystery happening. She's like, hey, um, have any of the residents confessed to murder recently? But anyway, it's which they probably have, but she takes the flower, drops them off. The head of the center is like, oh my God, thank you. This is going to be so pretty for our table. And Nancy's like, cool, because she doesn't want to waste them, but also fuck this. So she gets back in the car and she looks at the envelope that was left with the flowers and is like, I do not have the energy for this right now or ever really. Like, this is just not a thing that I'm going to be okay with, pretty sure. But she just like tucks it between her seat and the console and is like, this is for later me. Later me will deal with this. So, of course, she calls Ned, and she's like, so the motherfucker, uh, left some flowers at my house, and Ned's like, I'm going to fucking murder him. Um, we, I need to call and set up a date, but I'm, I'm gonna fucking murder him, and Nancy's like, Nancy feels weird about this because she still doesn't know what he remembers, and she's like, it's possible that the flowers were left as an apology. like, but she just can't. Like, her stomach turns to ice water when she even considers opening the envelope. So, Ned's like, just let me let me call and talk to him. Because, I, I, yeah, this is unacceptable. It's not okay for him to do this. And Nancy's like, okay, because she's not gonna. She's absolutely not gonna. She's done with him for all of eternity. <laughs> so, no, fuck this, no. So, um, when she goes home um, actually, she sets up a date with her father for the next day, and he's like, yeah, I haven't seen you in a while, so we can go, like, do dinner and a movie, and it'll be nice, and Nancy's like, yeah, that'd be great to kind of, like, get back to who she was before all this shit happened, and of course, Ned's still in town, but he's gonna be doing stuff with his family, too, like, they cannot be shacked up the entire fucking time, as much as I wish they could be, so, um, Nancy's feeling weird because she's also, when she gets home, she feels something that she's like, is that a cramp? Which, as somebody who has had to pay a lot of ridiculous level of attention to menstrual cycles, yeah, everything feels like a cramp. Everything. Your body moves and you're like, maybe that was it. So, yeah, she's like, she desperately wants her period to start. She desperately wants this to just not be a thing. So, she goes upstairs and she's like, a little a little bit. And she's like, oh, my God, it started. And, like, the relief that washes over her is just immense. She's like, oh, my God, yes, yes. But her period doesn't start. Like, it's like spotting. So she reads up on it. And it's like, oh, um, some women experience a very light period at the time that they are pregnant. So, yeah, that's a thing. And so Nancy's like, great. Oh, my God oh my god, so, yeah, that has offered to come over to her house uh, during any night that he is still home so that they, she can get some sleep, because she does not sleep well without him, and so that night she's like, yeah, um, if you could possibly get away, that'd be fantastic, um, yeah, so, um, she invites him over, he actually comes over after everybody else in the house has gone to bed, like, both of their households have gone to bed, just, you know, for sexy reasons, so Ned comes in, and she's like, hey, we've got some lemon pound cake, and Ned's like, which I'm 100% here for, but I'm a lot more interested in what's going on with you, because the whole Frank thing, so they have pound cake, they sit down, they're looking at each other, and Nancy's like, yeah, um, so I thought my period started today, but apparently that is a thing that may or may not happen. So I don't know. And then basically during that conversation is like, Nancy, what would you do if this had happened to one of your friends? Like George, let's say that George was dating a guy and like things went bad between them. And then they ended up at a party together. And then this happened. And then he sent her flowers. Like, I'm just, just pretend that it's George that this happened to and not you. And Nancy's like, Um, I would tell her to file a restraining order, and I would tell her to press charges. And that's like, yeah. And Nancy's like, but I don't know what happened that night. Like, I I don't know if... I I don't know. I just don't know. I can't remember it. So how can I, like, hold him accountable for something if I don't even remember what happened? Like, if anybody asked me, I wouldn't be able to say. And that's like, um... I I think it's pretty clear what happened. Like, all the evidence leads up to the conclusion that he definitely did what he did. And that you had told him repeatedly that you didn't want that. Like, I'm just saying. The thing about Nancy is that if she admits that Frank raped her, like, then that makes her a victim. Then that makes her somebody who has experienced rape. A, a rape that she can't even remember. And she feels very, very reluctant to do that, and that's partially because I've talked to a lot of people who are like, "Yeah, I went through this situation, and I, you know," and I'm like, "Yeah, that was rape," and they're like, "No, no, no, it, it wasn't rape. It wasn't rape. It was just, it was fine," especially because it's somebody that she knows, especially because it's somebody that like her father is friends with his father, like they've grown up together, and she doesn't want to believe like as much of a complete fucking dipshit as this guy can be. She doesn't want to believe that this could have happened because it means that she misjudged him so completely for so long if, if he could do this. And she's like, maybe he was just as drunk as I was. Like maybe it was just a, I don't know. And that's like, you know, the thing happened like it's it's not that you can say that it didn't like the the facts support the fact that it was a rape so yeah and of course Ned wants to beat the ever loving fucking shit out of Frank Hardy like 100% and Nancy of course is like i you know i can't i just can't i just can't it's it's a lot it's just a lot for her to take in so she and Ned go upstairs, and she's like, yeah, you know, if you'd be okay with sleeping in my bed with me, and he's like, yeah, and so they get in bed, and they start making out, you know, all sorts of fun things are happening, and Ned, during these times, likes to put Nancy on top of him, because that way, if she's reluctant or upset about anything, she can just get off him, like, you know, pretty easy, and of course, that's like, it's a little bit weirder, because when we were in the Bahamas, like, your father was not next door, And Nancy's like, yeah, that's true. So of course they like make out some, get on top of each other some, but like nothing actually happens like to that level. And Ned's like, yeah, let me just set an alarm so I can leave before anybody knows that I'm here. And Nancy's like, yeah, yeah, that that seems like a good thing. So, and Ned reassures her. He's like, look, you know, whatever happens, happens. And I'm fine with whatever decision you make about this, like, nothing has changed for me, I still want to be with you, so don't worry about that, seriously, so, the next day, Nancy's having her date with her father, ew, that sounds so creepy, her planned movie outing with her father, um, yeah, so, they watch a movie, they have a really good conversation about it on the way home, they're just, they're as close to back to normal as they can be, and, like, Carson says, like, you know, you've seemed a little bit off lately, and I was just wondering if it was something that happened with Ned, but when they come home from the movies, Nancy sees a basket of yellow flowers, yellow roses on her front porch. And they're actually um, like plants. It's not flowers that are cut. So it's like a little like basket of little yellow rosebuds so that she can actually plant it and watch it grow. And when she sees the card, Ned's like... It's from Ned, of course. And Ned's like, I thought you, might, you could use a little sunshine, basically. Because you are my sunshine. And Nancy's like, he is the sweetest man in existence. Yes. And Carson's like, so Ned's not the issue. And Nancy's like, no, Ned is definitely not the issue. So she tells both Hannah and her father, basically, that um that she had a disagreement with Frank. Um, during the case in Florida, and things are not resolved between them, and he, she is not okay with him being anywhere near her, so yeah, if he comes by the house, like, she does not want him to be in the house, like, she even thinks about the fact that, you know, there have been times in the past where Frank and Joe have actually, like, stayed at her house, like, in the guest bedrooms, and she's filled with like ice cold horror at the thought of Hannah like letting Frank in and being like oh yeah you can stay up here while she's doing whatever and then coming home to find him like everything about that it's like she needs to revoke her invitation to the vampire so she's like yeah do not let him in don't don't let him in and Carson's like well I'm really sorry to hear that like is there anything I can do I mean I know that you two have been friends for a long time and Nancy's like No, um, no, there's, there's nothing that I think anybody can really do about this, and her father's like, okay, because she doesn't want to tell him. It's, again, because she's not even quite sure exactly what happened, and she's reluctant to accept what happened, and she also wants to believe that maybe, like, maybe there was just fooling around, maybe... uh, yeah, she she keeps grasping for other circumstances that could possibly explain how she woke up, and it just fails utterly. So, yeah. So, she has a little bit more spotting, but her period doesn't come, and she's like, okay, okay. So, Ned comes over that night after she asks him to, because, you know, yeah. And when Ned comes in, he's like, so, I just... Wanted to let you know that because he did ask Nancy's permission before he did this, he said, "I would like to call Frank. I, I want to talk to him. I want to see how he reacts, what he says, because this is unacceptable." It's kind of part of the whole like, "You need to get a restraining order against this asshole." Well, Ned Ned's happy to be the restraining order, <laughs> so Nancy's like, "Yeah," because again, she doesn't want him contacting her, and so she gives kind of reluctantly gives her permission to Ned to call Frank. Not because she thinks that there's anything bad about it. It's just, like... It's kind of like, if you don't move, maybe the monster won't see you. Like, don't draw any attention to yourself, period. So... So Ned's like, yeah, I called him. And Nancy's both horrified and fascinated. And she's like, w- look, what happened? And that's like, so he got really defensive really quick. And I told him that he was not to be around you ever again. That what he did was indefensible and that you didn't want to see him, and Frank said that if that were true, then you would have called him, and I said that you were never going to call him again, like, that's not what was going to happen, and honestly, I basically told him that I would rip his arms off and feed them to him if he ever came near you again, because I got real, real mad, because he was just being a complete, total dipshit about all this, like, there is no forgiveness, there is no acknowledgement, there is no nothing, it was just, like, all all he wanted to talk about was, like, if if you thought this way, then you would call me, like, that I was just... Interfering between the two of you, so, yeah, so if you want me to call him again, I'd be happy to, like, mostly with a pistol whipping, and Nancy's like, yeah, let's, let's hold off on that, let's, let's just put a pin in that, and maybe come back to it later, um, yeah, so she does tell Ned, she's like, look, I'm kind of nervous about this, so when you're back at Emerson, um, I know that we're going to be going to Best's Play together, like, we've already set up a date for that, but, um, maybe if I give you like a a few days at Emerson and I come up and visit you, like maybe I can take a pregnancy test then. And if you know, maybe we could go to Planned Parenthood. And that's like, yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to. I mean, he's kind of surprised that she's taking it to that level, but he's happy to. He's like, yeah, there's one there in Emersonville. I know about it, so you know, we can go together. It'll be fine which, yeah, she's, she's getting really close to realizing what happened, but she hasn't quite made it yet, and just to establish this, because I don't think I really have for this episode, um, I write Nancy as a demisexual pretty often, honestly, like, she's very romantic, very romantic, but very demisexual, especially with Ned, like, I write her often as Ned is the only guy that she's ever had feelings for, because honestly, that's a common romance novel trope. Like, he was the only person that has ever made my heart go pitter pat like that. Like, Ned is that guy for Nancy, but in this one particularly, like, there's definitely a sense of she's just not like this with other people, and that's, that's part of the reason that Ned is so angry at Frank, is because he's seen how Nancy is. He's seen how she's reluctant to like get that close how she's just like she's interested and she wants to do this but it's you know she he's having there's a lot of resistance basically and so he's just you know letting her go as fast or as slow as she wants to and that's another thing that he tells her in the Bahamas he's like this is not the gold star at the end of the race like you, you don't need to worry that I'm gonna break up with you if we don't have sex soon like that's that's not what I'm in this for I mean, I'm gonna be super stoked for us to have sex, but, like, that's not the end-all be-all of everything, and she's incredibly relieved by that, because I never actually go into Ned's sexual history in this, this particular story, but, I mean, yeah, so, so, yeah, I'd say for this that, like, she definitely is demisexual, like, she might make out with Frank, but there was never anything that was gonna happen past that, like, Probably just blank horror at the idea, honestly. Just like, oh my God, really? No, (laughs) just absolutely not. So, the idea that that would happen, especially without her consent or knowledge, is just beyond the pale, just incredibly shocking. Okay, I legit cannot believe this, but probably this story is gonna take four episodes to do, which is just ridiculous, but that's okay. So, for the last part of this section, um, Nancy is invited over to Ned's parents' house to have lunch with them because, you know, like everything is hurtling toward an engagement. His parents know about it. Like, they're like, you guys have been spending a lot of time together and they're excited about this because, of course, they have always known that Nancy was going to be their daughter in law. So, um, so Nancy comes in and she's like, oh, cilantro. And immediately that triggers Edith, like, Edith figures out what's going on, but doesn't say anything, and it's not on the page. Like, it's hinted at, because this section is told from Nancy's perspective, so it's hinted at that Edith figures it out, and she does, um, but she doesn't want to say anything to Nancy, of course, or did. Um, so yeah, they have a nice lunch together. Um, Edith actually invites Nancy to come back before she heads up to Emerson, because, everybody's just being real forthright about their plans where Nancy's gonna go up to Emerson and just hang out with Ned for, you know, a hot minute. Maybe, you know, maybe some light banging. We don't know. So that's going on. Um, Nancy also has a conversation with her father, um, the day that they go to the movies and everything. She's like, did you always know that you wanted to be a father or like, you know, how, how exactly did it happen for you? And so Carson tells Nancy that, like, from basically from the time that she, that Nancy's mom felt Nancy move inside her when she was pregnant, like, she was a mom from that point on, and she was so excited about it. And Carson was like, you know, it's, it's not like it's a thing that you're ever really ready for, but I always knew that I wanted to have that. And, like, when I first held you in my arms, like, nothing else was the same for me. And Nancy, of course, has it in her mind that she's like, you know, is this is this a thing that I want? Is this a thing that I want to happen now? Is it a thing that I want to happen under these circumstances? And she keeps going back and forth about it because for her, it's it's a really difficult thing because she doesn't yet know that she's officially pregnant. She's like, signs are pointing to yes. The magic eight ball is, you know, coming back with that, but but she's not sure yet, so... So she's already talked to Ned about, she's going to come up to Emerson, they're going to, you know, make a, they're going to do some pregnancy tests, make an appointment if needed, you know, just, but of course, in the back of her head, she just really doesn't want to believe that it's going to come to that. Let me think. There is something else that happens in this section that's important. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff that happens in this section that's important, um, Nancy, of course, has already applied to Emerson. She doesn't yet know if she's gotten in or not. Of course, Ned's like, You're gonna get in. Carson's like, You're gonna get in. Everybody's like, you know, it's it's just it's just gonna happen. So um so Nancy hugs Ned goodbye. Um, she goes over to Ned's parents' house to pick up some food because Edith makes a fucking cooler full of food. <laughs> Nancy to take up to Ned she's like oh I made a casserole and I made all this stuff and Nancy's like I'm gonna have to somehow sneak this into the Omega house without anybody else seeing it because they will literally kill each other to get to this home-cooked food oh my god so um so she goes over and Nancy's having trouble not being nauseated about everything which is a touch early like I tried to do a lot of research on like, when Nancy would be having specific symptoms, at what time, because I wrote this before I'd ever been pregnant, um, so her morning sickness, um, anecdotally, because she's, because of what we know later, like, if she had morning sickness, it might not have been quite this early, but, you know, for some women, it is super early, so, so she's like, oh, I'm just, you know, not feeling well right now, and Edith's like, yeah, because Edith, Edith knows, and Edith, she's, she doesn't want to say anything because, like, clearly Nancy is not wanting to talk about it, so she's like, you know, um, I know that since it's just you and your dad, like, there's some things that maybe you don't feel as comfortable talking about that, you know, I'm, I'm here to help you, and Nancy's like, okay, like, yeah. <laughs> So Edith just leaves it at that. She's like, you know, if there's ever anything you want to talk about. So, because I really like writing Nancy and Edith as having a really good good um, relationship, even before Nancy and that are ever like in a committed relationship. So, so, um, Nancy finds out that she's been accepted, um, to Emerson for the fall semester. And she's anxious about it because she's like, I don't, I don't know how this is going to work. And she tells Ned that she's like, if, if I am pregnant, like, I don't know how I could come here. And Ned's like, we'll figure it out. So, so she goes up to Emerson. She buys her pregnancy tests on the way, pays cash, of course, because she doesn't want her father seeing anything on the, on the credit card bill and being like, what is this for? Um, she goes up to Ned's room, um, Ned has to study that night so she just falls asleep in his bed and as always like she feels safe enough in his room to fall asleep with him. The thing that happens in this section is that Nancy's stuck in this weird place where and she and talk talk about it a little bit her body has had sex but emotionally she hasn't. And it feels strange to her to, like, basically tell Ned she's not ready when clearly it's a thing that's already happened. But Ned is deeply respectful of, like, the circumstances because, of course, she hasn't hidden anything about it from him. Plus, there's even a point in here where Nancy has lunch with Bess and George. Like, she goes up to see them, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be great. Like, she tells them that she's been accepted to Emerson, and they were like yeah, you, you know, you're, you're going to be gone for a year, but at least you'll be back here next year, because that's what our plans are, and they also have a theory between them, Bess and George do, that, um, they're like, when was your last case? And Nancy's like, uh, oh, the, the one in Florida. And they're like, yeah, because Bess makes some mention of, like, you know, by then you and up, will definitely have done it, and they're talking about how, like, Nancy's, they have a theory that, Nancy was spending all of her pinup up sexual energy on cases, and now that she and Ned are at least banging adjacent, that maybe mysteries are not as important to her anymore. And she doesn't have the heart to tell him that, no, it's because um, I got drunk and raved at a party during my last case, and that's been pretty traumatic for me. Like... The thing is that this is the kind of thing that you have to ease into after a while. Like, you don't just come out with it at a nice restaurant in Chicago. Um, And, like, Bess and George have a lot of stuff going on. Bess has got a play that she's preparing for. George is, you know, in college preparing for what she wants to do for her career. And Nancy's just, like, in this weird state. There's even a, a part where she says, like, where Nancy thinks to herself, like, there's another version of me who didn't go to that party that night and she's always got this tape running of what that version of herself is doing and so it makes everything kind of even more horrifying so when she goes up to see Ned she's got that in the back of her head like you know it it feels strange to tell Ned that they can't have sex knowing that she has had sex and that she's done it with Frank and it's it's just all really difficult for her Um, so, she eventually, like, whenever she's in bed with him, she also has this fear that if, if he does something, that it might, like, jar memories, or it might make her recover something, or it might, like, make her, it might hurt, because when she regained consciousness that night, she hurt, so Ned is incredibly slow, and much like in my pen tweet, where I say that informed consent is the only hotness. Like at every point in the process, he's like, "Are you okay with this? Let me know if you know something's not okay with this." He he's constantly like checking in with her to make sure she's okay. If she she doesn't have to say anything, if she freezes, if she if she tenses up, anything like that, then he he always stops and asks if she's okay with proceeding or if he wants if he should pull back, like. 100% all the way down, like, and he's like, I'm not gonna get mad if you say that you can't do this, I'm not getting it mad, like, that's not, that's not what's important to me, like, I want you to be present and here for this, and I want you to want it, so, eventually, that night, she lets Ned get the third base, and she has a fantastic experience with it, even though she's, like, she's nervous about, like, what it might remind her of, but, like she realizes that no, it it doesn't hurt for him to do this. It's it's gonna be okay. So he he gets her off, and she's like, "This is the best day ever." Like, so they haven't had sex. They've just they're they're getting real close to it though. So so she goes to sleep in Ned's arms, and at one point she thinks like, "If this were Ned's baby, like if I knew that I were pregnant with Ned's child, like there would be none of this." this doubt or this fear or this, anything like that. Like, she's got in the back of her head that if she is pregnant, like, there's no way that Ned would be okay with that reminder of what happened. She's talked to him several times about it, and he's like, look, you know, that's not my concern. My concern is you, and if you have a baby and we're in a relationship, then I'm gonna love that baby, you know, no matter what, so... So she's, she's still got that in the back of her head, but, you know, she's trying to work through it. The next morning, because I very scrupulously read the directions on pregnancy tests before writing this scene, um, she gets up, so as soon as you get up, you're supposed to take the pregnancy test, even though, technically, she has passed her missed period, so, you know, the, it's not going to be as important. She takes three tests, because, of course, she does, and she takes, like, two standard and one digital and when she comes back into the room after she's, you know, done the prep for the tests, um, Ned's like, What did they say? Like he's he's very nervous and Nancy's like, I I don't know yet, it takes a minute. My description of her now, I know, is fairly inaccurate because when you've taken a pregnancy test and you are deeply concerned about what the results are, like it's the most tense like two and a half or three minutes of your entire fucking life um but she just feels dread. She just feels this intense dread over it because like she wants so desperately for it to be negative but she has a really really terrible feeling about about what's going to happen. So so while they're waiting, she looks at Ned and she's like I never wanted this to be like this. I never wanted this to turn out this way cuz she she talks to Ned and he's like if if you want us to get married, that's fine with me. Like, it's it's not like that. It's not that casual, but it's like, you know, he wants to marry her. He wants to marry her regardless of what the test says. And so she looks at him and says, fuck it, Ned, I want to spend the rest of my life with you regardless of what the test results say. Like, I, I don't want you to feel like you have to marry me based on what we're about to see. I don't want that to happen. And so Ned's like, uh yes 100% yes definitely and then they look at the tests together and all three of them are positive positive. and Nancy just starts bawling like really like losing her shit bawling because it's like now she knows the thing is that now she knows that Frank did rape her she knows that she was raped that night because there's no other way that this could have happened there's absolutely no other way and she'd been trying to tell herself that, like, maybe it wasn't that bad, maybe it didn't happen, but no, like, she, it happened. It There is no other way for this to have happened. And one of Ned's fraternity brothers actually is walking by Ned's room at the time and hears her and is like, Nancy, are you okay? Like, the thing about the Omega house, especially for this story, is that, like, every single guy in there would fucking kill anybody who came after Nancy. Nobody in that house would touch her and everybody in there would murder somebody who came after her, and so Howie's like, are you okay, and Nancy's like, yeah, and he's like, do you need anything, like, are, are you okay, and they're like, "I'm. it's okay, I'm okay, thank you, like, that's the level, it's, and that's like, at one point he's like, I, I wish I'd been there, I wish that, like, if if Howie had been there, if anybody had been there, then this would never have happened to you, which is kind of the point, it's like, if you're around somebody who actually gives a shit about you, then they would stop this from happening, and nobody, like, she was there with Frank and Joe, and one of them completely betrayed her, and the other one just let it happen, and so it's, it's just a fucking nightmare, and so Ned's like, it, it's Friday, so Ned actually has class, and he's like, I, I can stay here with you, and he's like, don't, no, no, just, just go to class, just go to class, and Ned's like, you need to eat something, and Nancy's like, I'll, I will eat something, you need to go to class, and she's just crying, she can't stop crying, and she lays there on his bed, and she's like, this is, she's, she's so depressed, like, fucking hell, and they've made the appointment to go to Planned Parenthood, but she knows that whatever happens, like, it's not going to happen that day, because, of course, you know, with waiting periods and everything, like, you know, she's going to go in and talk to them about what can happen, but, you know, it's not going to be, like, later on that day, she's going to make a decision, so... Um, she bags up the tests, take them out to throw them away because she doesn't want anybody seeing that. Oh my god. Um Ned comes back and she's managed to basically put herself back together and Ned's like, Have you eaten anything? And Nancy's like, No. And Ned's like, Okay, we're we're gonna get you something to eat. Like <laughs> fully a third of his role during this this portion of the story is to get food into her. Um so yeah, so they go to the closest Planned Parenthood where there are protesters outside, of course, and she walks in with Ned and the receptionist is like, like takes Nancy's information and he's like, do you, do you want him to come back with you or do you want me to tell him that he can't? And Nancy's like, oh, oh no, he, he can come back with me. That's fine. Like basically like if she's in some sort of abusive situation, like he'll cover for her. And Nancy's like, no, no, it's, it's fine. He can come back with me. And then she goes back and then She's like, apparently you look intimidating. And that's like, do I? Because of course he does. But anyway. So um, they go in and as usual, the same test that they give Nancy at the clinic is going to be basically the same test that she would have taken over the counter, just cheaper. Um, so the, the person comes back and it's like, yeah, it's, it's confirming that you're pregnant. So they talk through what the next steps are. So she Nancy's like, okay, what what happens if I decide on this? What happens if I decide on this? You know, how how does this get handled? So by the time they leave there, like she's she's got a good idea of what she needs to do once she makes a decision about what she wants to do. And another thing she says to Ned since I'm I'm not going to say technically because they are at this point engaged like. Nancy has offered and Ned has accepted, like, this this wasn't some sort of stunt thing. This wasn't a kind of temporary, like, just to get her through this. She was like, yeah. And she says to him, she's like, if you're going to be my husband, like, are you going to change your mind about wanting to have a say in this? And Ned's like, absolutely not. As far as that's concerned, that is still 100% your decision. And whatever decision you make, then I will back you on it. But the thing that she thinks about at that point is that no matter what her decision is, now that they know that she's pregnant, like, it's like everything has changed. Like, their relationship is never going to be the same as it was because of this. So, thus ends part two of this, which I'm going to cross my fingers and hope that we do only two additional parts because, oh my god, so, and clearly because it took me a hot minute to get to this week's episode. We'll see how fast I can do the other ones, but, you know, Thanksgiving's coming up. We'll just see, so I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. If you want to contact me on Twitter, you are welcome to. Again, it's at RomancingNancy if you want to just talk to the specific podcast version of me, and I will catch you next time, so stay sleuthy, my friends.